Lord, teach us to pray. Prayer is the primary focus of our for our reading this weekend, both in the Gospel and in the Old Testament reading. But before I get to that, I want to tell you about an archaeological find. Sodom has been found. No, this is not a joke. How did they determine that it was Sodom? They found a substance that could only occur if something had been exposed to temperatures over 4,000 degrees. They found this substance melted onto other objects. This is quite a proof of the biblical events of the book of Genesis. There have been people dismissing the historicity of the book of Genesis, but I do not think that is very smart. We may not find excellent proofs that eliminate all doubts, but for people of faith, anything like this is a great boost. Now I want to return to the question of prayer. First of all, we have Abraham's bargaining with God. It is a prayer. It is a pattern of prayer that tells us more about who God is than anything else in the story. God is willing to do all he can to bring about restoration, repentance, and life. Remember the other parts of the story. Abraham's nephew, Lot, along with his wife and two daughters, lived in Sodom. There were other members of Lot's household as well. Abraham probably thought that getting God down to just ten people would have been enough to save the city. As we know, it was not. But again, as I said, I want to focus on the issue of prayer. The lesson is very simple with Abraham here. God does not get upset with us if we try to bargain with him over the needs that we see in our lives or, more importantly, the lives of those around us. Really, I think the biggest challenge for anyone is to know when to stop bargaining with God and simply accept what God is doing. That is a lesson I am afraid I am still I still have not learned very well. But the church put this puts this bargaining of Abraham in with our reading today from the gospel that talks about prayer. In the middle section of the gospel, we have another example of someone who is pleading, this time with a neighbor. Jesus uses this little parable to remind us that we should not give up on our petitioning God. But there is one problem that with that, and that leads us into the other parable for the weekend. What if we are asking God, pleading with God, for something that would harm us? Let's reverse the order in the final parable for the reading today. If your son is going to ask for a rattlesnake, are you going to give it to him? If your son wants to start eating rocks, are you going to let him? This is the big challenge to understanding prayer. Why is it that God answers some prayers with a yes and others with a no? Could it be because he sees more of the situation than we do? How many of you have said no to a child because you know that it is the correct response? Mom, can I play with these matches around this gasoline? Ridiculous, I know, but you get the point. But the pattern of prayer that we have from Abraham and from Jesus has numerous lessons for us. The first lesson is that God is a loving Father. We see that in the bargaining that Abraham does, and in the parable that Jesus uses. The second lesson is that sometimes we need to be persistent. This is not because we need to get God's attention, but rather it is more about the fact that there can be things that are in the way regarding us getting an answer. I think of the prophet Daniel, who, when the angel finally showed up, told him The reason he had been delayed was because a demon was standing in the way and God had to send another angel to combat the demon so the angel could could be freed to go see Daniel. 
The third lesson, and this is more evident in Matthew's version of the Lord's Prayer, we need to be praying for one another. We are not told to pray for my daily bread or just to have my sins forgiven or to protect me from the final test. And of course, in Matthew's version of the Lord's Prayer, we speak of our Father, not my Father. The fourth lesson is something that is not evident in the readings, but it is something that I have come to know and am convinced of. Sometimes the reason God does not seem to respond to our prayers is because we are asking for the wrong thing or are asking for a good thing in a wrong way. So we need to be persistent in prayer, expectant in prayer, inclusive in prayer, and be ready to change our prayer if it does not correspond to the will of God. Finally, a short thought regarding the elephant in the room with our first reading. I do have specific thoughts regarding the morality that is implied in this reading and the full story surrounding Sodom. However, I consider the fact that I've only been here a few weeks to be too soon to go into those issues. Let me simply say I agree with the Church's teachings, and I am concerned about some of the things I hear that are circulating in the Church today. So, let us pray. Jesus, we echo the thoughts and desires of your own disciples. Teach us to pray. Help us to turn our eyes from being concerned about this world to being concerned about your kingdom. Guide us to pray for your kingdom to come. We proclaim you as King of kings and Lord of lords, but we need to know how to pray. You have called us to be holy as you are holy. Your disciples caught you praying, and they voiced a desire to follow in your footsteps. Now we do the same. Teach us to pray. Teach us to pray so that we can be conformed to your will and help to bring this world into the glory of your kingdom forever. Amen.